How do you share your faith? This thought comes in the form of a question. How do you do it? How do you share your faith on a daily basis? This is what I want to talk to you about today because I think it is important for us to understand that we're all different. Our tagline at the Evangelist Missionary Training School is this. We want to unify, we want to diversify, and we want to multiply. And all of these are taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 when the Apostle Paul begins his discourse concerning spiritual gifts. And we have, to, we have to understand this. When we share our faith, we all do it differently. So how do you do it? Maybe you've never thought about it. If so, this podcast is going to bless you, and this podcast is going to help you discover your spiritual personality type and how you can best share your faith on a daily basis. Everybody say, I am blessed. Yes, I've been blessed to travel the globe the past 10 years. I've been in ministry 20 years. But this is one of the things that I've learned. People are different, and people respond and receive the gospel differently. And this is a phrase I want you to remember today. If we want to reach everyone, we have to use everything. Reaching everyone takes everyone, but reaching everyone takes everything. And as I've said it before, everything we do is a means to an end, and the end is to see souls saved. Can I say that again? Everything we do, really, everything we do as the church is a means to an end, and the end is to see souls saved. So how do we... Me and you, how do we reach people? For me, I love open-air preaching like we do in Muslim countries through our mass crusade ministry. I'm telling you, if I could do anything, it would be this. I love this. There's street preaching like many of my friends do. I do it too. There's door-to-door evangelism, one-on-one evangelism, humanitarian aid evangelism, friendship evangelism, child evangelism. There's evangelizing through a sermon. Pastors do this on Sunday. There's church planting and so on. You can use tracks. You can be Jehovah sneaky. Come on. You can pay for social media ads. There's so many avenues that you and I can use. So, so how do you do it? How do you share your faith? This is thought-provoking Today, when you boil it all down, there's really six different styles, six different styles of evangelism, six categories, if you will. And you can write these down. There's the direct approach, the intellectual approach, the testimony, the testimonial approach, the relational approach, the invitational approach. And then there's the servanthood or the service-oriented category. And see, every single person has God-given gifts and abilities that fall into one or more of these six categories. Would you agree? The direct approach is what we see in Acts chapter 2, when Simon Peter stands up and he boldly addresses the crowd on the day of Pentecost. He, 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 He's anointed and he proclaims the gospel to everyone who is present. It's very direct. 
Those who have this gift get straight to the point. They preach and they seek a response from people. This doesn't have to be from a stage. This can be from a coffee shop or a checkout line. And I have to ask, how many of you know somebody who is very direct? No filter. When they think, whatever they think just flies out of their mouth. And they don't care who hears it, and they don't care what everybody else thinks. They go right for the juggler, if you know what I mean. They are direct when it comes to the gospel. This is a great approach. Why waste time? The eternal time clock is ticking. And I'm telling you, this is a great way. Just go for it. Number two, the intellectual approach. This person is analytical, okay? They know how to break it down. And the person who best portrays this approach is the Apostle Paul. In Acts chapter 17, he took the time to reason with the deep thinkers in the city of Athens. Today, we call this category the apologist who debate with the other philosophers in our day. And one of my favorites is Mr. Alex McFarlane, who lives right here in our community. This man is brilliant, and he knows how to take, you know, relevant current issues of the day and make it where somebody can receive it in their mind. I'm telling you, intellectual roadblocks can be a stronghold or a barrier to belief. These roadblocks include questions and objections that cause doubts about the validity of Christianity. And I have to say, this approach is becoming more and more important in today's world. Are you analytical? If so, God can use you in this area of evangelism. Number three, the testimonial approach. The most effective way to describe this approach is one word, storytelling. Storytelling has become a very effective method of soul winning since the beginning of humanity. This approach uses a very natural, conversational way to evangelize. It's simple. Share a story. Share a testimony. Share a modern-day parable. Would you agree sharing personal stories that happened in our heart often carries a very unique weight. It plucks the heartstrings of people, especially those who are very close to us. And one of the best examples in the Bible is the story of the blind man in John chapter 9. When he was asked, who healed you? He replied, and I quote, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But one thing I do know is this, I was blind, but now I see. Are you with me? This is incredible. How do you combat the conviction and weight of an eyewitness? Tell a story, or better yet, tell your story. Moses wrote the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. And in Genesis, okay, he wasn't even around. This guy wasn't even born, but he wrote it down, okay, through revelation, and then Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Leviticus. He, he, he wrote the first five books down, the Torah, okay? And these men and women, they shared it orally, okay? A Pharisee had the Pentateuch memorized. This is the, the value that they placed on the Scripture and the stories of their day. They didn't want to miss a word, they wanted to pass these stories down. And for you and me, this is a great way for us to share our faith. Number four, 
There's the relational approach. And this means exactly what it says. Some people's evangelistic abilities come from the natural ability to relate to people. This type of person loves being with people. And it's a wonderful way to share the love of Christ. For example, the story of Matthew's conversion in Luke chapter 5, verse 27, is a great example. Jesus sees Levi in his tax-collecting booth. And he calls to him saying, Hey, Levi, come follow me. And Levi, a.k.a. Matthew, follows him and proceeds to invite a number of guests to his house for dinner. And this is one of my favorite ways to evangelize because this approach places, again, a high value on relationships. Yes, friendships. Yes, it requires time and commitment, but I believe that this is the best way to win people, especially in America. Case in point, church people are guilty of spending way too much time at church. I didn't say don't go to church, but I, but I did say, why do we spend all of our time in a building when we, when we can take the church outside of the building? For example, why join the church league softball team when you can, enjoy, you can enroll in the industrial league softball team? See the difference? We're guilty of spending so much time together that we forget the world that is dying and going to hell. Okay, so get outside of the church and put the go back into the gospel. Come on, somebody. Number five, the invitational approach. Did you know what Andrew did when he met the Messiah? Andrew, the first thing he did was go and invite his brother, Simon Peter, to come meet him as well. Everybody say, well, remember the woman at the well? In John 4, 29, what did she do? After she met the Messiah, she ran back into her community and said, I quote, hurry up, come and see the man who told me everything. Could this be the Christ? Yes, ma'am, you're right. This approach is one of the most natural and easiest ways that new believers can reach out to others. It is helpful to those who feel like they don't have the right words, if you know what I mean. Just invite them to church. Invite your friends to coffee and tea. Invite your family to the Christmas extravaganza. Are you with me? And when you do, tell them, if you come, I will buy you dinner. This is the hook. If you will feed them, they will come. It's the invitational approach. Sixth and lastly, we have the servanthood approach. This is yet another way to share your faith with people. If you're a person who naturally notices the needs of others, this might be the perfect way for you to share your faith. A person who prefers this approach really enjoys sharing the love of Christ through deed over word. They find this approach to be easy because this is the way God created them. I love the phrase, you are the only people Okay, you are the only Bible some people will ever read. They're watching, they're listening, and most people won't remember what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. Would you agree? Service evangelism is at the epicenter of our Christian faith. Jesus Christ did not come to be served, but he came to serve 
and to give his life as a ransom for many. And as we enter into the holiday season this year, I pray that you would use all six of these evangelistic outreaches, if you will, but especially number six, that you would serve the least of these, the lost and the unloved. So which are you? Which category is the easiest for you to operate in? The direct, the intellectual, the testimonial, the relational, the invitational, or the service-oriented individual? We're all different, and this is a good thing. Because if we're going to reach everyone, we need everyone. And we need to use every means possible. Would you agree? You have spiritual gifts. And these gifts were given to build up the body of Christ and to reach out to win the world for Jesus. It's called Evangelism and Discipleship 101. Everybody say, the power of one. Yes, you have a gift. The Greek word for gift is charismata, which means gifts of grace. In closing, charis means grace and mata means gift. When you hear the word charismatic, what do, you, what do you think of? Oh, that girl is very charismatic. She's very gifted, exuberant, excited. She stands out. Well, you're very charismatic too. You're very gifted. And this is very important for you. The gifts of the Spirit are given. You don't earn them. You can't earn grace. The grace of God is given to those who are willing to receive it today. The gifts are given, but the fruit of the Spirit is is grown. Galatians 5.22, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. There's nine fruits of the Spirit, and they are all grown. This is why spiritual maturity is not measured by a person's gift. Why? Because we all know people who are super-duper talented, but they're not serving God. See, maturity is measured by the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody say, I'm gifted, and I'm going to keep growing in maturity. And you can do this for a Devo later this week if you want. There's three references to biblical gifting, Romans 12, 6 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10, 28 through 30, and Ephesians 4, 11. Praise the Lord. I believe this is a good baseline. Read those three sometime this week because whenever I was a kid, one of the worst things that could ever happen to me was for my parents to buy me a gift. And after I opened the gift, I soon discovered that the batteries were not included and there were no batteries in the house. How could I use the remote control monster truck? Or the Tickle Me Elmo, all right? This gift was useless until I bought some batteries. On the contrary, when God gives you a gift, He always gives you the grace to operate in that gifting. He gives you the batteries. Are you with me? He gives you the divine enablement to use what He has already given you. He gives you the power to stand up and to share your faith with the world. See, you're gifted. I'm telling you, you've already got it. God has already formed and fashioned you in such a way that he can be glorified in your life today. 
And this is my prayer for you, that you would put the go back into the gospel and that you would share your faith. You're different. Yes, you are. We have to unify, we have to diversify, and we want to multiply. So how do you share your faith? However you do it, just do it. Do it today. God bless you. I can't wait to be with you again next week. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org.